This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 133. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I'm so excited. I know I say that every single week, but this week I'm extra excited because I have the authors of Rethinking Retirement, A Guide for Making Choices. This book is available in English and French, and I cannot thank you ladies enough for being here on the podcast. As you know, I normally highlight books, but you know what? When I can have the authors actually on the show, it is so fantastic because you guys are the experts. You guys have all the knowledge that you're sharing here and you live the experience of retirement sort of I say that sort of because you guys are still actively in the in the community and you're still really really contributing to the world so without further ado I would love to introduce you to Mary Morenci and Jeanette Lalonde and they are the wonderful authors of Rethinking Retirement A Guide to Making Choices welcome ladies thank you Andrea thank you Andrea Yay. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know your greatness, but I would love just for the world to hear a little bit about you and, you know, what, what inspired you to write this book? Mary, I'll throw it over to you. Okay. Well, um, former human resources, organizational development, helping people and organizations develop um, throughout my career and um, taking that and transforming it into helping people develop through life at this stage of life, which we call retirement, which, by the way, is is completely different from what our parents lived. So um, Jeanette and I have been at this for over seven years now, and this book is the culmination of all of our experience that we've had with our clients, what we've studied in positive psychology and lifestyle planning for retirement, and um, our own transitions, because whether we're busy or not, we're retired. <laughs> oh, I love that. It is so true, right? It's like you're you're moving on to this stage in life. And sometimes people think our lives just end when we retire. It's like, okay, I better, you know, save up now so for retirement, but they don't necessarily plan it. Maybe they financially plan, but they don't really look at things from a really holistic perspective or or that it could be almost the best stage of our life, but right. And and I love that you talk about that within your book, which we'll get to, but let's turn it over to Jim. Jeanette, tell us a little bit about ourselves and where, about yourself and where the passion comes from for you too. Well, Mary and I share the same passion and that's why we work so well together. Um, so throughout our journey in our encore career in helping people develop, uh, we continued also our continuous learning through um, studies in positive psychology and resilience to be able to even uh, provide high-quality, value-added services to our clients. So in addition to wanting to contribute to society and to people who are retired, we also both want to continue to contribute to our family. So about me, I mean, I'm 
just blessed. I have a beautiful daughter who's married and has two beautiful uh, children. And uh, I'm also adding my contribution as a grandmother uh, to these beautiful children and supporting my, uh, my family in addition to supporting people in creating a thriving retirement. Oh, I love that. And I love the way you put it, thriving retirement, right? We can thrive in retirement. And and um, you bring up a lot of this idea of contribution. And I know that this is a main theme um, and thread, common thread through your whole entire book. But can you talk to us a little bit or speak to that idea of contribution? I, it sounds and it is so important. And, and you both are contributing so much to the lives of people, you know, and, and encore career. I love the way you put that. I'm so positive in so many ways. Um, so yeah, expand a little bit on that idea of contribution, Jeanette. Well, the idea is that our whole identity is linked to our job, our career. And when you retire, it's like, who am I? It's no longer, what do I do? Um, so it's pushing the, um, you're changing your mindset from working to contributing, thus thinking about you know, it may be small C's, it may be a collection of small C's in terms of um, support that you want to provide to your family, to your friends, uh, um, uh, do some volunteer work, etc. Or it can be a big C, like what Mary and I have decided to do uh, in creating our business. And we're entrepreneurs and uh, we're developing and educating people around what retirement is all about. So that would be a big C. Uh, so that's what contribution is all about. Mm, I love that. I love the idea of the big C or little C. It doesn't have to be huge, huge things. It could be even just, you know, showing up for your grandchildren and contributing in a way there and spreading your wisdom. And um, and I love that you bring in this idea of mindset. Um, and you talk about mindset a lot in that book too. And this is a whole new mindset, a whole new way of looking at retirement. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Mary? Well, yes, um, Andrea, you know, the, there's the whole subject of well-being in retirement. And uh, what we are we, we're, we are preaching is that um, you need to balance out your well-being. And a lot of people arrive at the doorstep of retirement and they're not fit. They're not fit mentally, physically, sometimes emotionally and spiritually. So really looking at um, how they can bolster their, their well-being being and their resilience because at this stage of life there are a lot of changes you know people people have changes to their health they for sure their routines change as they move into this phase of life um, many people um, decide that they want to change their living accommodation so there are several areas where your life actually changes so having um, having more resilience is a key life skill so um, looking at that in the under the umbrella of well-being for us is one of the key areas that people approaching or even in retirement should look at. Oh my gosh, I, that is so true. And I love that you bring in this whole element of well-being because a lot of people when it comes to, you know, financial, like retirement planning is financial planning. They're just thinking, can I support financially? But really there's so many elements of well-being and, and, be, and all these changes that are happening and maybe we're not prepared for retirement mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and so I, I really enjoy that you bring that into your book. And you also talk in your book about the pillars of resilience. Resilience. Can you talk a little, speak to that a little bit more? 
Sure, I can, uh, I can, I can continue on that. Um, um, you know, part of um, the, the the world of positive psychology is is promoting resilience and studying what what builds resilience. So we look at the mental mental resilience and look at actually helping people identify their mindset. And if they have a what we call a fixed mindset where they're fixed in their ways, um, helping them recognize which areas of their life are like that and how they can actually shift and start being curious and developing what we call a growth mindset. So this whole notion of mindset is is for, for mental resilience is key. Then we look at emotional resilience and we help people understand that it's about navigating all those emotions, be they positive or negative, but aiming to have more positive emotions in one's life than negative because it's the positive ones that open up our minds to actually be curious and explore possibilities. And that's what retirement's about, new possibilities. And then the third is physical. Um, As um, I mentioned earlier, often people arrive at the doorstep of retirement and physically they're they're just beat. And so actually bolstering that physical, either through movement, through better sleep habits, through better eating habits, or any kind of stress management techniques can help do that. As well, so balancing those three is the key. Is you know making sure that you we've got equilibrium between the three amongst the three pillars of resilience. I love that, and that would apply to everyone, right? Like a resilience is Correct. is a wonderful resource that we can tap into, um, whether we're retiring in retirement or not. And so it's so beautiful that you integrate positive psychology into your book and this idea of resilience. and And I love the way you put it to having that growth mindset moving into your retirement, because you know what I've heard so many people say, you know, my life's over now, like you know, or you know, they they move to a stage in their life after the they're not working. It's like, okay, now what, you know, it's almost like, it's like, okay, what exciting, fantastic things can happen in my retirement or, or like, you know, this is a wonderful, and I think I cannot remember for the life of me, the term that you use, um, of moving into retirement. It's almost, Oh, if you remember, I cannot remember you guys say it so often where you're, it's like another dimension or another step or another and I use like an encore to life like it's like it's it's a it's a part of your life that can be with a growth mindset so many fantastic things can you know come about for that and I love that you bring that in as a form of resilience is that mindset uh, Mary, can you think of what I'm talking about? <laughs> Are you talking about the transition that we talk? We talk about um, transitioning into uh, it's going to come up. I know it's going to okay. come up because you guys say it all the time at all our meetings together. You definitely would say it so many times. I know it's going to it's going to surface, and I'll go. That's it. <laughs> All right. So I love the idea of these pillars of resilience and and being a mindset, growth mindset, resilience, as well as positive emotions and that upward spiral, right? Focusing and savoring all those nice positive emotions builds our resilience and and movement, right? Movement matters. And and I love that you, you say that it's movement. It doesn't necessarily mean like you have to go like do 
exercise and fitness classes, but it's just like, you know, and I know both of you are very active. I mean, so many times we've come together in our meetings and you've just gone for your like 20 K bike ride, or you've gone paddling with your grandchildren. And I just, you know, I'm just, everyone's going to love this book. And I love that, that element of um, the pillars of resilience. Okay, so I want to know more here. So we taught you talk a lot about work being redefined in your book. You talk a lot about um, your contributions, your big C, your little little C's, and also this element of sharing and nurturing your wisdom. I would love for you to speak to that because I love speaking to, you know, my dad, I swear to gosh, he, the man has so much wisdom and I'm always like, dad, what do you think of this? Or what would you in this situation? Because the wealth of knowledge that he has experienced in his life is just so precious to me. So I love that you bring this up in their book too. Can you speak more to that too, about sharing and nurturing your wisdom? Well, sharing your wisdom, we were inspired a lot by the work of uh, Chip Conley. And uh, he talks about um, certain qualities of the modern elder. So rather than considering ourselves as old people, <laughs> we're modern elders. And we have a lot to contribute in terms of sharing our wisdom. So um, in our coaching, often we support people before they retire on how they can share their wisdom to the other generation that's continuing on within the organization and help develop talent and uh, share the knowledge, uh, the transfer, the knowledge within the organization before they leave. And then once they're retired, uh, Chip Conley talks about, you know, some of our, their qualities like uh, judgment. Uh, uh, with all of the experience that we have <laughs> prior to uh, retirement, uh, we can see things from a broader perspective. Look at the big picture. So, which brings us to better judgment in terms of certain situations. Um, he talks about um, that we're stronger in building the links between various things. So the whole strategic thinking, um, so we can support um, current retirees, uh, young generation on how to build the linkages between the different learnings, the different situations in life. Um, Mary, can you help me with some of, of, of the sure. other qualities? Sure. Um, by virtue of having lived longer, and I always like to tell the story of my mother who you know, died in her 96th year, but she used to say to us, hang on here. There are so many file cabinets up here. It just, <laughs> takes, me, it just takes me a while to get to the right file. And so you know, by virtue of having lived long, longer, our brains start to be able to see patterns and that's what Jeanette was talking about. So, you know, the, the been there, done that actually plays to our advantage because we've seen so many things. So we quickly can see those patterns and can quickly um, pass on a more holistic view of, of a situation and the whole emotional stability. People of a certain, you know, after, after that many years of living, you know, we get better at both reading our own emotions, but also reading other, other people's emotions. So our, our ability to neutralize 
uh, tense moments also plays to our advantage. So this concept of, of a modern elder is really, really fascinating. And, you know, it's time we be elders rather than old people, as Jeanette said. Oh, I, I love that. And also tapping, that's a growth mindset, right? Knowing that you have so much wisdom to share and it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose as well, sharing that wisdom. And, um, and, and I really love that you brought that in as something really important in your book. Um, the other thing that I really thoroughly enjoy and actually is like, I guess it's more relevant now than ever with the social pandemic of COVID, um, the, this idea of connection and loneliness and so your social network and um, just the power of leisure and connecting with other people. All this element of your book is so powerful. Um, can you speak a little bit more how we're about that idea that we're wired to connect? And I think you have a quote, um, Peterson's quote in your book about um, other people matter and uh, and that's just it like they really do so can you speak a little bit more to that yeah well for sure I mean um, as you said you know the COVID surely demonstrated the need to relate with others <laughs> um, so um, in our book what we uh, we basically cover is um um, help you reflect on maybe some areas that you may um, identify that you could potentially get into a problem of loneliness. You know, uh, the research so shows that you need to really nurture your social circle, your social network, your resources to help you make decisions regarding uh, emotions, financial relationships, etc. And if you tend to sort of isolate yourself, you can become very grumpy <laughs> and see the world in a very negative way. So if you tend to have more of a fixed mindset than a growth mindset and tend to be think about things more negatively, um, you could start, you know, uh, nurturing your brain with negativity and then start isolating yourself. And then people who surround you don't want to really be with you because you've become a very grumpy person. Um, or difficulty in identifying who you are. Um, we've been driven a lot by external factors in our career, in our life, with our family. And now it's time to do some introspection. And people are not necessarily comfortable with that. And they've never really thought about, you know, their life meaning. Um, so if you don't push yourself into a little bit more introspection uh, in terms of purpose and life meaning, you could again, you know, find yourself hating yourself because you don't, you can't see the linkages to why you would want to relate with others. Um, often also people retire and they have very little uh, leisure activities. They were so busy working, working. They wanted to go to the gym. They wanted to go golfing, but they never did <laughs> because of overwork, right? So if you've got limited leisure activities, uh, sometimes people are not comfortable in starting to, you know, uh, reach out and find uh, groups that they could join, like a cycling club or a, a walking club, or they may feel that, you know, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not going to join a cycling club because I can't, you know, I, I won't be able to follow the group. So you start isolating yourself. Um, so those are some of the uh, risks, potential risks uh, towards loneliness and isolation. 
Mm, and I, I I love that you bring this up because it's so important, right? You and the idea too is I like that you also bring up the fact that you know what you may be not like a huge cyclist, but just stepping out of your comfort zone and ad- adapting some more leisure into your life and and slowly and and that I love how you can position connection and um, friendships and recreation with this idea of connection because it is going out and doing some of these organized sports or you know organized outings and things like that where you are going to be with other people I mean heck I I sometimes love just going into Starbucks and ordering my drink because like you know you're connecting with other people and you're you're having a a brief you know how they call them too at the office those coffee or not coffee a water cooler conversations right Um, it's like they you miss those connections with other people so it's really important to integrate those into your life and um, and I'm speaking from experience just from COVID and working a lot from home it's like get me out of this house kind of thing right and thank goodness for like you know all the zoom and technology and things like that so um so in terms of connections um and building connections using doing it through leisure and things like that are there any things you know that you can recommend in the importance of not isolating yourself and socialized isolation is you know getting out and connecting with other people are there any other things that you recommend um mary well well I think that, um, you know, knowing yourself and so, you know, a lot of the the, the work we, we do with people is take this as an opportunity as you're preparing for your retirement to reconnect with yourself to begin with. OK, and by doing so, you're you're going to you're going to put your finger maybe on some of the vulnerability points that uh, that Jeanette uh, just mentioned, you know, um, because different people have different um, different styles of living, different ways of thinking and um identifying which ones are your 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 softer points so that you can then put yourself in that growth mindset mind that mindset of growth and stretch yourself a little bit because the reach the research shows andrea that people with quality relationships do better in every aspect of life and um, you know there's been plenty of studies showing that you know health and longevity are the number one correlation is quality relationships. So it's, uh, you know, and, and, and even introverts need people. So it's finding finding your way, how, what gives you energy. And so we, we like to help people look at the people in their lives or the people that they want in their lives and identify how much positive energy that kind of relationship would bring them because it's through just like the positive emotions, you know, the more positive energy you have, the more you're going to go after more. Right. But if, you know, if, if all you're doing is receiving negativity from the, um, the relationships you, you have, you're probably going to shy away from touching, you know, touching that hot stove again, you know? So um, yeah, that's, that's that. And another aspect, uh, Andrea, is that, uh, a lot of people realize how much socialization was so key for them in terms of their work, you know, because they derive and, you know, just meeting at the coffee machine and, and chatting with people, et cetera. So it's kind of, you know, realizing the importance of uh, that motivator that you had when you were working that all of a sudden you don't have anymore. And I, I like to talk about my story is, um, 
you know, my dream uh, was to retire in the Laurentians on a lake, on a beautiful lake. And uh, I did that. <laughs> and once I arrived after a while, I realized that my neighbors were far. My family were, was far. My friends were far. <laughs> and uh, I needed a lot of socialization. Uh, so where I got it was through um, the uh, Certificate of Applied Positive Psychology Network, through the book club that you manage, <laughs> uh, meeting people. And I also went and offered my services in a boutique uh, close by, whereby I can meet clients, I serve clients, and I'm part of a team. So it's just an example. So the first is kind of, as Mary says, is, you know, look at yourself, you know, and do a little bit of a diagnostic on how important uh, socialization is for you, who's around you, who generates positive energy, and what are some of the things that you could do to fill the gaps. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you raised something so nice too. Mary had said, like, stretch yourself, right? Like get out and, and stretch yourself. It's like challenging yourself and that whole idea of novelty and um, the importance of uh, connecting with other people. And now, Jeanette, you are the, like, you, you prove what's possible and you're very, very positive. And one of the, one of the, the chapters actually in your book is the power of, of purpose and the gift of positivity. So now if someone is not feeling, you know, they, maybe they have retired already and they're thinking, Hmm, you know, I'm not, they're not flourishing. They're not thriving in retirement. And they hear your wonderful story. Um, I'm wondering like, what message would you have for them directly? How could they, you know, they suddenly, they want to adopt this positivity, but they're feeling a little bit like unsure. First of all, they need to go and buy your book <laughs> because it will help for sure. 100%. But um, for the purpose of this podcast, um, is there a message you want to give them? Yeah. Well, like a key message is think about the things that you do have and that you're enjoying. You know, we often think, oh, we're not doing as well as we could or we should, you know, I should do this, I should do that. It's really learning to um, to savor the moment, you know, and uh, to pause and appreciate every single moment of your life. Appreciate every single person in your life, um, be it a neighbor, a, a family member, a friend, uh, an ex-colleague, and very simple um practices like uh, gratitude, <laughs> you know, keep a little gratitude journal, you know, at the end of the day, kind of say, you know, what are you grateful for, for what happened today? And it can be very small things, but just the fact that you recognize that, that will stimulate positivity in your mind. And uh, research shows that smiling is so important and can stimulate uh, some very positive thinking also because of the uh, uh, the energy that it gives to in your brain in a positive sense. So very simple practices can make a big difference. Beautiful. I love that idea of baby steps and um, even starting simple with, you know, a gratitude journal and the upward spiral of those positive emotions and savoring them and um, and in the, in the, that positivity really is a gift and that, but we can practice it right with baby steps and, and appreciating, and there's always something to appreciate, right? If we, if we can, we have that confirmation bias, if we look hard enough, we can find something to confirm it. Right. Um, so I'm curious, Mary, what, what are you most proud of, um, from writing this book and bringing it to the world? What are you most proud of? 
Well, first of all, I'm, I'm very proud of the collaborative effort that, that, you know, that Jeanette and I had. I mean, you know, this was a this was a big challenge. You know, we um, we you know, we we had a lot to say <laughs> and uh, finding a way to say the most important things in the most succinct way was, you know, is not easy, you know, and we worked well together. So I'm very, very proud of that. Um, our choice to publish the book in two languages um, was a bigger was a bigger challenge than we anticipated. Um, yes, we're totally bilingual, and yes, we work in both languages, but replicating the tone that we had set because we wrote it in English first, um, replicating that tone in the second language, and then being humble enough to go back to the English as we were reading the French and saying, hmm, we could have said that, or we could have done, we could have redone, we can redo this bit. So, you know, we, we, you know, we, we weren't stuck in our ways. We had a growth mindset and <laughs> um, we, um, uh, we, we kept at it, but it was uh, a lot of detail, a lot of, um, a lot of effort. And um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the process. Ah, amazing. And Jeanette, I'm curious what, what your, um, what your favorite part of the book is like the content. What is your favorite part of the book? I know everything in this book is so powerful. Like, you know, reframing your thoughts, your mindset, exploring new ways to think and thrive, resiliency, connections. Like there's so many wonderful elements in this book. I'm just curious what your favorite element is. Well, I guess my favorite is the one that I feel would be probably the most impactful is um, the process that we provide in the book to create your own personal mission statement, the whole area of purpose, because it really, in a way, starts there. The clearer you are about who you are <laughs> and uh, how you can help and support others around you, you know, giving, and that it can also help you define what impact you can have on, on your community, your family, and society. So the whole process of thinking about what are my values? You know, I've got 20 to 30 years of life here ahead of me. <laughs> what values do I want to uh, continue to practice? What are the passions, maybe some passions that you want to revive uh, that you've put aside, you know, uh, because life just took over and uh, looking at your character strengths, you know, which is different than skills and competencies. It's really your DNA and who you are and what you bring to people, you know. Mine is uh, appreciation for beauty, for example. And just, you know, it astounds me to see on how when I focus on that, it makes me feel so good and makes others feel good. Um, I know that, you know, I'll let Mary talk, but I know that Mary had zest, for example, and, and continuous learning. And, you know, we were able to complement one another because of our character strengths. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, um, Research shows that the more you can have, you can define your purpose and have a meaning in life, that will have an impact on all the rest, <laughs> your wellness, uh, your mindset, etc. So I would say that uh, 
It's a part that people are not comfortable in doing, but we've brought forward a simple process to think this through. And I, I do know that in coaching a lot of people, that's what really made a big difference. And people said, wow, this was helpful. Oh my gosh, I love that. So connecting to your values, what it is you value, maybe revitalizing some passion that you have and, um, or maybe go back to something that you used to love when you were, you know, a teenager, or like you're bringing it back, revitalizing that passion, but also then connecting to that purpose. And um, I mean, that was a trick question because your whole entire book has so many wonderful nuggets. And I know you guys pared down and just put the, you know, your favorites in there that you knew would help people. Um, so I think for me, my favorite part about your book is that it has real life stories in it. You have these beautiful quotes in there. You have so much reference to scientific studies of human flourishing and well-being. But the, what sets your book apart in from my from my in my opinion is you have how many pages of exercises? Like you have so many amazing exercises. So and you know I'm obsessed with actionable nuggets, and all the listeners on this podcast know because I suck out actionable nuggets. Like how can we apply this learning? Like make it actionable. Your whole entire book has so many exercises and actionable things that people can automatically instantaneously do the exercises and it will have a huge impact on their life. So I think that's one of my favorite parts of your book. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I just really appreciate all the love and attention to detail that you both have put into this book. And, and I know people are going to want to get a hold of you. So Tell me what's next for both of you. Where What's going on for you? Where are you, I quote unquote, contributing? <laughs> well, we continue to, um, we continue to contribute in the areas that we've been doing thus far, which is, you know, we've, um, we've helped organizations who want to give a, the gift of planning the next phase of life to their employees approaching retirement. So that's one area that we will continue. Um, and, you know, the focus will be on the four key areas that we talk about in this book. And, you know, the, the exercises that you mentioned, Andrea, are, you know, ones that we've used year after year. And we've, you know, we've gone back and we've uh, deleted some to say, oh, that didn't work. So, well, uh, you know, or somebody had a, a, a an answer to a question we didn't ask. So then we added the question. So, we, you know, we've... Um, We've, you know, we fine tuned those twenty exercises, and you know, the, we're, we're we're selling our, our our intellectual property with all of those uh, those questions. So, you know, there's that whole practical side that we will continue, you know, offering individual coaching and um, workshops to uh, individuals and organizations. And then the other area that we've, you know, been in the last couple of years been doing is partnering with financial financial advisors because you know the fin financial advisors help people plan the money for retirement but just having a bunch of money does not make you happy and thriving in retirement so you know what we do and what we offer is complimentary so either by buying books for their uh, their their clients and uh, who are getting ready to retire or who are or stuck in a in a pattern of not feeling fulfilled or calling on us to do things like webinars and um, and uh, blogs and things like newsletters for them. So that's that's another area. And um, 
just getting out and making our book known because it's an easy read. It's just, it is, it's an easy read. It's, you know, it's not going to take you weeks to read this book. You know, the, the text text is just over a hundred pages. And then there's a, a little over a hundred pages of exercises. So um, you choose the exercises that, uh, that the text touched you the most and you start your reflection there. And if I can add, Andrea, we're hoping that through this book, we're also broadening our reach, uh, as Mary has mentioned. I mean, our focus has been on organizations, financial advisors, um, but we're hoping that through this book, we're going to broaden the reach to more individuals (laughs) um, that, you know, didn't know about us. And we, we, our strategy was always organizational um, because that's where we come from. <laughs> we, uh, our career was within organizations. Um, so we're hoping that this will be accessible to more people. And thus, we're excited that uh, we have an offer in both French and English to provide to everybody who wishes to look into this even before they retire. You know, it can be five, 10 years before retirement. Uh, or once they retired, they've retired to reassess where they're at. Uh, it's, that's so wonderful. And I know like, this book to me is like a textbook, like it's the textbook for retirement is um, rethinking and it has so many exercises. And so that's your book, Rethinking Retirement, A Guide for Making Choices. I love your subtitle, A Guide for Making Choices, because it literally is your retirement is going to look different from your neighbor's retirement. And right. It's, I love the idea of just investigating it on a personal level. So of course, your book is a available on Amazon and through all distribution channels. You do encourage people to do the paperback book, but it is available on Kindle as well and digitally. Um, but it is, it's going to make a difference and help so many people. So I so thank you for all your hard work. And uh, there's a copy going to my parents for sure. I already have my copy in my hands right now. <laughs> But what I would also love to do before I get your final thoughts is I always recommend that people take a picture or screenshot of this podcast episode or this YouTube or wherever you're watching this and share it to social media and then tag me in it. And what I'll do is I'm going to give away 10 copies because there's two of you, 10 copies of this book to anyone who does that in terms of every time they do, they take a picture and they put it up, they submit themselves into a draw and then I will select send 10 people that I can drop ship this to their house from Amazon. So I do thank you guys so much for sharing all your knowledge here. And if people want to delve in deeper and they want to find you, all your links are going to be in the show notes. And also people can definitely search you up and find your book everywhere um, that they sell books. And I hope that a lot of people purchase this, even for their parents that are in retirement, you know, making your parents um, look at it in a new rethink their retirement, right? So they can flourish as well. So I would love to turn turn it back to you. Just any final message that you'd like to say to the listeners um, and we'll, we'll pass the ball to Mary. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the main thrust of the book is rethinking. Okay. You know, we can get, we can get so used to thinking of things in the same way. And our, our wish is that people give themselves the permission to actually challenge their thoughts, challenge their beliefs about retirement, and then make the right choices for them. So please rethink your retirement. 
Yay, and Jeanette. Well, I'd just like to uh, close, I guess, in terms of um, uh, thanking you, Andrea, for supporting us through this journey. Uh, this has been something that we've thought about. Uh, we talked a lot about, about a, writing a book to a lot of people. And they were saying to us, and how many years it took them to do this, etc. <laughs> so we're quite proud. In nine months, we gave birth to our book. Uh, so, and that's thanks to the whole process of, of being supported by a book doula like Andrea. Uh -huh. uh, so I wanted to say that. And then from a personal perspective, I just uh, encourage everyone to sort of, you know, consider that this part of life can be the most exciting part of their lives, even though there will be challenges, there will be difficulties, but one can thrive regardless. Ah, such much needed support. And I'm so thankful for you guys being here. Thank you for being on the show. And I am excited for your book to change lives and get out there into the world. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidal.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. <laughs> so let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs. <laughs>